This week's podcast is proudly brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 85 years, DU has worked to restore, enhance, and protect wetlands to the benefit of wildlife and people. It's a daunting challenge and one our supporters take very seriously because to them, nothing is more important than the outdoors we all cherish. And it all starts in our local chapter events. To find an event near you or to join our volunteer team, go to www.ducks.org. DU, a proud sponsor of the Lone Star Outdoors show and sportsmen everywhere. Howdy, everybody. This week's podcast also brought to you by Spartan Forge. Born in war, Spartan Forge was conceived while targeting terrorists. Think about that. Targeting bad guys during deployments in support of the global war on terror. We can also use this technology because of its similarities to track mature bucks. Now it's time to get this analysis into your hands. It's military-based intelligence, next-generation mapping. I absolutely love it. And I love the people behind Spartan Forge. They're like me. Second Amendment till the day we die. No exceptions. America first. Spartan Forge. Check it out by downloading the app today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Little Whiskey Myers kicking things off for us on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you as always. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor to be here talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors and all that implies with you fine folks. So thank you so much for dropping by, sharing a part of your week with me on, what is this, episode 632? Yeah, it is. 632 of these things we've done over the last uh, 13, 14 years. I don't know. Whatever it is. I always sucked at math. But that's a lot, and it wouldn't be possible if you guys didn't tune in. So thank you for that. Um, We've got a great show lined up for you today, and we're not going to waste any time. There wasn't – it's been so dang hot. I don't know if you were able to get into the outdoors – this week, all I did was move about four or five all-seasons feeders off of one deer lease and I'm taking them to the other. And so that wasn't even fun. That was just work. But, you know, deer leases come and go. That's certainly one thing I've learned uh, over my time as a whitetail hunter. Unless you own your own property, then no deer lease is permanent. <laughs> and um, I picked up a place in Benjamin, Texas, and then another one up by Choctaw, by the casino in Oklahoma. So I will have more options next year. I will miss the the one place, but all good things come to an end. And I think my kiddos were actually more upset about uh, that, that lease having run its course than I was. Um, but that's the way deer leases go. <laughs> Again, though, the number one question I get from folks trying to find a lease, how do I find a lease? How do I find a lease? Get on Craigslist every day, every single day. 
Uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife even has a page where you can look at potential leases that are posted there. And then Facebook. Those are the three best resources you're going to find. That sounds crazy, but that's reality. Uh, but you got to check them constantly. Um, what are we doing today? Let me tell you. You know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of that Black Rifle coffee out of granddaddy's beat-up old Stanley Thermos, the one with mud caked on it from duck seasons that have come and gone. Because we're ready to rock and roll. And off the top, truly a larger-than-life personality joins us in the form of decorated Green Beret, sniper, uh, MMA, UFC headliner, um, passionate hunter, and unapologetic Second Amendment advocate, Tim Kennedy joins us. Um, he's got a new book out called Scars and Stripes. And um, we'll see what Tim has to say about the book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I plan on doing so uh, this weekend. But he's had quite a few failures. And it's, what do you do? You know, How do you get back up off the mat, so to speak? Something that he's done in life and certainly in the octagon many times. Uh, but we'll talk about the book, about his service, about his favorite calibers for hunting both uh, wild game and humans, as he's done plenty of both. Uh, maybe some African safari stuff. Plus, I'm sure he's got a couple crazy-ass tales, or maybe even warnings to uh, share with us today. Uh, but certainly looking forward to having Tim Kennedy join us here in just a second. Then one of my best friends from within the hunting community makes her return to the show in the form of Mossberg's Linda Powell. Uh, what's it like working for a firearm manufacturer while our elected politicians are trying to ban the sale of a gun that you manufacture and sell to civilians? I don't know, crazy stuff. Plus, uh, we'll recap Spring Turkey. We were in Turkey Camp together. We already did a podcast on that back in April. Uh, but Linda continued making the rounds, traveling to multiple other states, even Canada, I think, for uh, Easterns later in the season, and then recently a spring bear hunt. So uh, all that. Plus, what's the latest from Mossberg, um, America's oldest family-owned firearm manufacturer? They've been around for over a century, by the way. But good stuff coming up with Linda at the bottom of the hour. That's what's on the docket for today. Quick giveaway. I've got an autographed copy of Scars and Stripes that Tim was nice enough to send my way. And uh, it's not for me. It's for you guys. I might read it first, though. Like I said, I'm going to read the book. Uh, but then I'll send it on to one of y'all. And all you need to do is email the word America. You could even say America if you want to based on... Uh, how much of a redneck you're feeling like today. But just send America to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com and you will be entered into today's giveaway. Uh, we'll be right back with Tim Kennedy on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. I must be high to say goodbye. 
In the market for a compact track loader, check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at one of our nine North Texas locations. Visit BobcatOfNorthTexas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. You're looking to remodel your home, add a deck or arbor to the back patio, redo your fence, or build your dream home from the ground up? Look no further than ECR Construction Group. My longtime bow hunting buddy, Josh Brown, is someone you can trust to deliver honest work on time. ECR Construction Group also serves the North Texas area, specializing in roofing, barn dominium builds, painting, and carpentry. So for your next project, call the folks I trust. That's ECR Construction Group at 214-400-1444 or ecrcg.com Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off more than I could chew But through it all When there was doubt I ate it up and spit it Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. My favorite tune there from the great Frank Sinatra, My Way. Uh, I think uh, I'd be a liar if my wife, probably even my parents, friends, business associates, basically anyone I know, uh, didn't at one point or another accuse me of doing it my way i think uh, our next guest our first guest today tim kennedy has certainly done things his way uh, over the course of his life he's got a new book scars and stripes that is uh, well it just came out last week we're going to dive into that momentarily but first this segment of the show brought to you by numa geared for the outdoors let me tell you about something ridiculous if you're like me Probably the thing that you beat up more than anything else on your outdoor exploits is your apparel, your gear, the thing that the stuff that you're wearing on your body. Crawling through the brush in South Texas, blood tracking a deer, or trying to inch up as close as you can on your belly in South Africa to try to make a 300 yard shot on an Impala, just maneuvering through deadfalls in New Mexico while you're elk hunting. All of these things that we do as hunters, it's hell on our gear. And so that's why it's utterly absurd for an apparel company to offer a lifetime warranty on their hunting gear. <laughs> but that's what they do. So take advantage of that and use that promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at NUMA.com to save 20% off of your purchase. With that being said, let's bring him on right now. Green Beret, MMA headliner, passionate Second Amendment advocate, and big game hunter, Tim Kennedy. Thanks for being here, man. Yes. Great to be on. <laughs> uh, are you tired of doing interviews yet, promoting this book? Man, I really like the book. And the book is the number one book in the world. So I am so sick of doing interviews. <laughs> but I'm also really, really, you know, like every, every, if you go into Amazon, like right now, if you like Amazon.com and you click on Scars and Stripes, there are only five star reviews, and you, when you read the reviews, being like, 
dude, this was so relatable. You like this, th there's some that's like, this saved my life. I was in a dark moment, you know, like, um, I thought Tim was a superhero, but he's just like me. He fails, he struggles, his farts stink, you know, all the things uh -huh. that we wanted that book to do it's is happening. And that is really, really, really cool. Awesome. We're going to talk a lot more about the book, but first of all, how long have you lived in Texas? Um, I moved here in 2011. Okay. So good run then. Yeah. 10 years and, ago. And from where? From Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Okay. So, I mean, most of the audience is probably familiar with your, you know, exploits as an MMA fighter and green beret. Um, I think there's a lot more to scars and stripes, which you alluded to. What would you say the main, the main message or focus of the book? It's not just, Hey, look at how much of a badass Tim is a real American hero, someone that can beat the crap out of you in the octagon. Um, but I, mean, I don't think there's any of that in there. Matter of fact, like yeah. as, as you read through, I, I haven't read it yet. So, you know, yeah. Like when you, when you read it, the, those climatic moments, the crescendos mm -hmm. of my career where I'm fighting main events and fighting for world titles, they're literally like a sentence uh -huh. in a big chapter that is talking about the, like the, the human aspects of obviously my life has these extraordinary circumstances, you know, like, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq, poachers in East Africa, you know, um, pirates off the coast, Northeast coast of Africa, um, terrorists all over the world, drugs, human traffickers, um, while I was serving in the military, you know, then going to Afghanistan and like crazy stuff. But like all of the meat and potatoes of that book is really about, um, struggling, failing, bad decisions, mistakes, and, uh, and the, everything that normal people, happen happens all the time with normal people but normal people don't talk about in this current day and age because everything's instagrammed and filtered and it's and editorialized and curated and it's all a bunch of lies so this book is just like a vulnerable transparent you, like i describe every smell good ones <laughs> and bad ones you know i talk about crotch rot when i'm going through ranger school you know um this is like this is what it's like yeah and and i read in uh, a little blurb there that you actually talking about struggles and, and bad decisions, you knocked up two women in a span of four days, two different women. That's right. That's not the bad part. Like well, while those women were pregnant, uh, a girl that I had an orgy with, uh, that was a ring girl walks into my gym and said, she's trying to track down all of her partners and she has HIV. Um, oh, wow. yeah, like that, that was the same time. So like that was all happening. Jeez. That's great. <laughs> so no holes barred in the book. No, no, th this is not, and, and it was, it's so, it's so, it's so needed right now. Um, where yeah, every book that comes out, you know, you, you get, you get this little like drop of, of wisdom. You're like, let me, let me tell you how you're going to be a better person. This is how you're going to be a better entrepreneur. You know, this is how you're going to be a better athlete. You know, like you got to get up this, you know, get to work hard. You know, you got to like, none of that is in there. Right. Yeah. Like, I hope everyone reading this book is smart enough to derive what the mistakes were and what caused those mistakes. Sometimes it was ego. Sometimes it was stupidity. Sometimes it was me, me just being a bad human. Um, you know, but like, you gotta, you, you gotta read the book and figure it out yourself and derive your own summary about like how to be a better person. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think, uh, like you said, everything is glamorized on social media and that's Lame. what we see on social media isn't really uh, real life. 
Yeah, um, I mean, like in the hunting world, right? You see, you see this trophy. You know, the 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 dude positions the animal perfectly. The rifle is clean and it's laid up against it. He's distanced himself back perfectly to make the animal look nice and large. You know, like you you see the sunset, golden hour light where everything is beautiful. You know, like that stoic image of him standing on top of the mountaintop, looking off to the left, or that beautiful girl that's wearing makeup while she's hunting. Get the mm. out of here. You know, like none of it's real. Like <laughs> yeah. I know what I smell like when I'm hunting. Like I know what my gear looks like when I'm when I when I've been beaten back brush for six days. Like it's trashed. Yeah. And uh, and where are those photos at? You know. No. Yeah. You don't get the honest ones. I. There's a fine line there because I don't want to present an image to the anti-hunting community that is going to be like, oh, they're just giving them ammunition. They're bloodthirsty, you know, um, holes. So I, I don't want I don't want to put a bunch of blood out there, but I also I don't want to be I don't want to be mistaken for not being authentic. And I don't think any of us should. Like, there's nothing wrong with a dead deer on a tailgate. That's an awesome picture. That's the way it's yeah. always been done. The ones where the guys like looking at the animal. And he looks like he almost might cry because he's so sad that he killed it. I'm like, come on. We're high-fiving, slapping each other on the ass when we kill yeah. an elk after we've been bow hunting for six days. It's, hell yeah, we are. Yeah. You know? And then you finally make it back to camp and you, you take that, that, that bottle of water that you're saving because you don't know how long you're going to be hunting. And you finally dump all of that stuff off and wash all of the ticks and crap off. Dude, it's the most magical moment. You know, the, the tailgate high-five and the final walk back to camp where you get to get your bacon and hot coffee for the first time in a week. Oh. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about hunting poachers. I've, I've hunted in Africa five times, all in South Africa, where I think they're probably a little more humane in the way they would deal with poachers. I, well, I not talked 2008 to, when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've talked to some guys who've been on safaris in other more uh, darker, remoter countries in Africa, and they don't, they don't deal with, they deal with them and it's a permanent dealing. Like you're, you're snuffed out. Um, yeah. You talking like Botswana? Zimbabwe? Yes. Um, yeah. Botswana, Zimbabwe. So um, I, I did a, a trip. Burkina Faso. So I, I've done Burkina Faso counter poaching and uh, Botswana counter poaching. And then I did, I, I went there for the military and J sets and FIDS to Mauritania, Niger, Bur Burkina Faso, um, and like three or four trips up northwest. But we didn't get to do anything rad. So we don't even have to talk about that. Uh -huh. yeah. so, there were I mean, two, two requirements. Uh -huh. The person had to have the intent and ability to hurt an animal. That was one. Two, they were trespassing. Huh. Okay. And if those two requirements were met, you can permanently solve the solution of that poacher. Yeah. That was it. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think maybe the third world sometimes has it correct, and we're we're so civilized over here that it's like. Oh yeah, I mean, like can't, Canadians, Trudeau just said this past week, they don't have the right to defend themselves. Like if someone's breaking into your house, you your gun better be in the safe because that's where it has to be legally. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that's that's no good. No, no, first first world problems for sure. Um, so in your in your travels in Africa, uh, you know, doing anti poaching, primarily for elephants and rhino, most mostly rhino. And, um, on then some of the private ranches, you know, even like a good Gemsbuck or a kudu, you know, you're talking about a $25,000 animal, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, while the permanent position security overwatch would be over like rhinos, um, 
they, you know, you'd also have pastures that had, you know, exotic game that they had carefully been raising to make sure that they were breeding healthy, good animals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, coals would disappear. And, but, you know, th- those, those breeder bucks and bulls, you know, they're worth a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the marketplace in Texas has, has kind of shifted. But when I first started doing this like 15 years ago, uh, a straw of whitetail semen was big, big money. And, uh, and it still is, but not to the extent that it was. Yeah. I mean, I was at a Three Eagles Ranch. It's like, um, so about an hour south of san antonio mm-hmm. and they have these two breeder whitetail and i think he sells those straws for 10k mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's on the high end now but that's it's ridiculous like yeah you, you want to protect those uh those investments for sure when i i uh i darted a rhino in south africa and i took video of two lions mating on the property. And this was like a 30,000 acre ranch. Um, obviously high fence to keep more so poachers out than the animals in. Uh, but the guy asked me, he's like, please don't post that video of the lions. And I was like, okay, cool. Why is there a reason why? Just out of curiosity. He's like, because not a lot of people have lions and rhino. And so it'll be easy for the poachers to figure out where you're hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, and then 24 hour, uh, anti-poaching surveillance they had on, on that ranch just to protect these rhinos. Um, it's, uh, it's been such a criminal act, how inaccurately, um, it's been a propaganda machine, how inaccurately they have, they have portrayed hunters when it comes to conservation. Like I, I, I know no one more active and no one that is more dedicated in the preservation of wetlands to the preservation of, of, um, habitat for animals to the protection of animals. And it's not just so we can hunt them. It's because we like legitimately like these animals, right? Like we think that they're gorgeous. And, uh, so every time, anytime a hunter is, is demonized, I'm just like, it it is such a level of ignorance that I'm, I'm always in disbelief at how stupid these people are. Yeah. Well, the hypocrisy of it comes from a, a place of emotion, right? They think that they're saving these animals, but they don't actually look at the facts being like, yeah. Okay. If we uh, take away anti-poaching or hunting, then we have no funding for anti-poaching. And then what happens to the animals? They die. Or, or the land gets converted back into ranching instead of yep. wildlife. Well, you want more kudu or you want more goats? I want so, more kudu. Right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I got, um, I got, a, I got a pretty epic kudu. You did? I, yeah, I do. Nice. Yeah, I did. But now it's, it's sitting over my dining room table much to my wife's displeasure yeah i uh i have my my studio where i have some dead things then i have a little trophy room and then the only thing that wouldn't fit in the trophy room is my eland and so that's above the stairs oh that's pretty yeah the wife's like okay that's the yummy that's that's a yummy animal right there man my buddy just shot a yak in texas oh really yeah have you ever had yak no dude i imagine it's delicious it, it, it i haven't had it yet and it looks delicious the meat looks like looks like elk meat but we we harvested like bison amount of meat off of this yak that's cool yeah i can always have yak ribs smoking um we get off this podcast i'm gonna go i have i have have to start my smoker yeah i've seen that you like to do some some grilling and cooking um what is your favorite wild game to eat 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. One of those guys right, right there. Um, oh, yeah. my, my favorite meal in the world is elk tacos. Um, I, yeah, I love just using, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gorgeous. Shot that one with my bow in New Mexico. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Elk tacos are tough to beat. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you um, off there. I was just looking at your elk. I was like, oh, I'll show you mine. I took the, I, I shot a bison last year and I, I slow smoked at 200 degrees for 10 hours, the rib meat mm. on the rib. And then I bumped it up to 550, packed it, salted it, and, uh, and then put barbecue sauce on it and then glazed it. And it was really good. Yeah. And so what did you serve, like serve it on tacos or a sandwich or what'd you do? No, we ate the, like we ate like the bison rib, like, like a rib. Oh, like caveman. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was like the size <laughs> of my leg. I love it. I love it. Uh, my yeah, kids. One rib did me in. My kids are uh, different. I think than most of their friends in the fact that they've eaten stuff like mountain lion, uh, nil guy testicles was one of their favorites, duck tongues, all sorts of like weird stuff that I like to just push the envelope um really the only bad thing that i've ever eaten was bobcat and that's because we didn't uh i mean my buddy killed I, I shot one and i was like he was like let's throw it on the, the grill and i was like okay and so i started to season it he's like no 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 let's like get the real flavor profile of a bobcat not good not good yeah. at all <laughs> mountain uh, lion not so bad yeah no um except for that one orgy experience maybe but Touché. Uh. <laughs> all right we're gonna take a quick break we'll come back and uh, i want to know how you enroll in anti-poaching efforts is there like some tender database of ex-special forces where african ranchers and farmers can like swipe left or right based off of how you look like oh there's tim swipe right we want that guy uh, i don't know but we'll find out how one goes about enlisting their services in the anti-poaching effort and then also favorite calibers for hunting animals versus humans. So uh, interesting stuff coming up with Tim Kennedy. That segment brought to you by Stealth Cam and the new DS4K Transmit. You can find it at StealthCam.com. We'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Well, the wife and the kids and the dogs are gone. I can't get Jesus on the phone. But old Milwaukee's best is my best friend. Tactical Skeleton Firearms specializes in custom AR-10 firearms. They're best known for their AR-10 308 pistols. Also, dual-caliber AR-10 rifle systems and dual-caliber AR-15 takedown pistols. Tactical Skeleton specializes in custom Cerakoting engraving, and they'll custom laser-cut the foam insert inside your hard gun case. They'll also take on any exotic caliber build offered on the AR-10 or AR-15 platform. Precision machining and hand-built quality guaranteed by a lifetime warranty? Who does that? Get free shipping on your order when you visit tacticalskeleton.com today. Cable here for Stealth Cam and the DS4K Ultra Trail Camera. Highest quality video on the market, bar none. It's 4K. It's incredible. And they've also got an entire lineup of cell cameras as well. You can find it all right there at stealthcam.com. Cable here for Pulsar. If you're looking for that nighttime optic, whether it's a night vision or, my preference, thermal, mm, man, these things have gotten a lot more affordable over the years. Now, of course, it's still a pretty penny, but the working man can get into a thermal, can certainly get into night vision. It's a game changer, and nobody does it better than Pulsar. So if you're ready to light up the night, head over to PulsarNV.com 
to check out their entire lineup of thermal and night vision optics. In the back left corner by the old pine tree, there's a man I buried the first degree. He told me his cheating wife was a whore and how the electric chair really lit up the swirl. And all we got is a shovel and his calloused hands, and I dug every grave on this piece of land. Oh, great deal. Bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. We've still got MMA legend, Green Beret Sniper, Abbott Hunter, and unapologetic American Tim Kennedy here with us today. We'll get back into that conversation in just a second. This segment, though, is proudly brought to you by SCI. The worldwide leader in big game conservation, just like Tim has invested his time and resources in fighting anti-poaching, SCI is doing that and much more, uh, both internationally and domestically. So if you'd like to join our ranks, and I encourage you to do so, it's like as cheap as 65 bucks a year, something like that, uh, just head over to safariclub.org for more info. We'd love to have you. All right, well, let's pick it back up where we left off uh, with our new friend, Tim Kennedy. Um, who employs you when you're doing anti-poaching? The, the it- farmers, the ranchers. Okay. Um, so some of the, some of like the J-sets, so it's joint combined exercise for training. Um, sometimes we are going out to train the poachers, the counter poachers. Uh-huh. Um, so like if, the, if it's like a pH, uh, the professional hunters of like South Africa, they'll do a counter poaching class where like, I'm not, I'm not showing somebody how to track, right. They're better at it than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how to, how to, how to tell sign of a poacher, what we're getting into is really the, the interdiction of them. So it'll be like a week long course. Um, we'll give them, you know, like the fundamentals of most of them think that they shoot really well until you have, you know, four special forces snipers come in and show them, like what real BDC looks like dialing stuff on how to do in reticle adjustments, you know, like, uh, Hey, here's a new app instead of like doing your old seven, six, two win, win call that is wholly inaccurate. Um, mm-hmm. here's, here's the table that gives you your legitimate wing win call for this grain bullet with this muzzle velocity. You know, and they're like, bah! you know, to us, like PRS people like that, the, like super basic commonplace. And then at the end of that, we'll go out and do real live fire exercises where we'll go on patrols or we'll go over, do overwatch and stationary security positions over animals. And, uh, and we call it AAA, advise, assist, and accompany. Accompany means we get to go with them while they go and do their thing. Interesting. So I guess the only other question I have on that front is how do you, how do you get recruited to do something like that? Is there like a database of dudes former military special forces that are willing to go participate in anti-poaching efforts or yeah on like uh classifiedjobs.com um they're like those posts come up sometimes on on the government contracting side you have a government contracting company sometimes like uh, a civilian private contractor uh contract will pop up to go overseas and teach you know um a prs level course for south african professional hunters no question what that course is about you know mm-hmm. um we know why we're running this course so yeah. it, it's implied it's not you know it's not in the fine print um and then 
and then I'll oftentimes just like the word of mouth. Yeah. Okay. Favorite caliber for hunting humans versus hunting animals? Uh, six five Creedmoor, three hundred Wind Mag in an AR platform. Um, three thirty at Lapua. Um, yeah, four eight Shy Tech, all for the 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 people side of the house. Uh huh. Okay. And on the hunting side, 28 Nostler, 33 Nostler, you know, 28, you're essentially shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor, 175 grain bullet. Um, yeah. Big fan of that. Uh, I think that guy was shot with a 33 Nostler, essentially a 338 Lapua. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's a 230, 240, 250 grain bullet that's going yeah. 3,100 feet per second. Um, has a lot of bang, bang for the expensive buck. I think that's gonna be the next caliber I get, and I've I've shot a nil guy with one, and I took a three hundred Win Mag in the outfit. I was like, eh, well, these things are really tough. Why don't you shoot my three thirty eight? And I was like, all right, you know, um, fine. I I wish I would have shot mine because we ended up having to look for the damn thing for about five hours, and I wasn't real comfortable with the gun. But there's a lesson too for anyone out there. If the, if your if your guide's like, um, you know, I want you to shoot my gun, fine take it to the range first and shoot it he just handed it to me that morning he was like here do this and i was like at hard pass yeah yeah that was a that was a long time ago live and learn when you look back and taking into consideration the fact that you've lost brothers in combat you've risked your own life many times over when you look at the state of our country are there ever times when you're like questioning whether it was worth it or not I worked for Bush. I worked for Obama. I worked for Trump and I worked for Biden. Um, every one of them has had a different or a different approach to, um, international policy. And, um, you know, on the, on the, the business end of things, you know, there's definitely highs and lows for each of them. And, I, I really, really love America. And I really, really love what America stands for. And I really, really love our heritage of the things that we've stood for. You know, like, cool, you're, you're gas and Jews and burning them. We're going to cross the ocean and we're going to kill all of you. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I'm proud of that. And that re- regardless of what we try to do with, you know, the political correctness or, um, you know, insert any agenda of whatever movement you're talking about. Uh, even this year, both with Ukraine and Afghanistan, I've never been more proud of my countrymen. While I could be ashamed of my country at one moment, I can also simultaneously be so, so elated at the response from my countrymen. And, uh, you know, I'll use Afghanistan as an example. I was ashamed about what happened. You know, I was absolutely ashamed that we we're abandoning Americans. We we're leaving them to die. You know, we had tens of thousands of allies that were going to be trapped over there to be murdered by the Taliban. But then my countrymen rose up and, and took action and fundraised and bought planes and bought safe houses, you know, and support like I, my organization, Save Our Allies, that we that we founded because of Afghanistan, like, you know, people bought the planes that I flew in on, you know, and they mm. paid for the gas that we flew people out with, 
so I, I know yes and no. Mm-hmm. Do you, these, these countries where we get into a lot of these conflicts, are they, and I'm not trying to drag you into politics, but I think as a father, like I, I can't stand this whole transgender thing is I have two seven-year-old girls. I look at stuff like, Oh, they're going to hold, hold school lunches hostage over the idea that an 11 or 12 year old boy should be going in the bathroom while my, my daughters are in there. I'm not down with that woke bullshit. And, um, I don't, I think, I don't think a lot of parents are, to be honest with you. Um, I started a private school because of what's happening in schools. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I literally opened my own private school so that people have a solution. So parents have a choice about what happens in there. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, free thinking, I think is a big threat to the establishment and, and that's why they're trying to cancel everyone. I don't know if you've been like censored or anything on Instagram. I lost my page for a month. One time, 145,000 followers. They're just like, boom, gone overnight. No explanation. Luckily though, uh, a mutual friend of ours who works with quite a few companies that spend in the seven figures and advertising revenue on Facebook, uh, they reached out and said, Hey, look at this guy's account because he sent us the quote violations and it doesn't really seem like he did anything wrong and then my account was just back magic um, yeah i don't know i i just I, I hate the cancel culture that if if you disagree with someone then then your your point is just not, not valid and, and we have to get i get shadow you. banned every 90 days i don't know what it's not i i've had one hundred forty five thousand followers for two years my page won't grow it's the same I, oh so i i, I get I get a thousand to 2000 new followers a day uh-huh. until I go in the penalty box. And then I get zero for, for exactly 30 days. I mean, so like, you know, you can like look at your insights and analytics. Uh-huh. And so you know, like, it's, it's, it's like this, this like constant one to 2000 people a day for months at a time. And then I do that post that they don't like. And then it's zero. It's literally like your growth this month is 0.0. And it's mm. like that for exactly 30 days. And then on day 31 or day one, um, boom, right back to one or 2,000 followers a day. Oh, it's dude. wild. Well, you're lucky because I can't get out of that. That uh, It's like a permanent Hades, a permanent jail. They won't. You I'm, just talk pull- smack about him again. You got to not talk smack about him for like 90 days before you get out of that penalty box. Oh, I don't know how to do that. I think like I know it's really hard. Every third but- post is me talking smack about him. Um. You are self-described as a man who only feels alive when he's staring death in the face. You know, Green Beret Sniper, MMA. Ah, man, that sounds like such a, an egotistical, self-ejaculating line. <laughs> it really does. Just you saying it is so cringy. But when you read the book, it makes sense. Uh-huh. When, you, when, you, when, you, when you hear about my dad, you know, at six years old, um, you know, me picking up the red phone in the closet as he drove home in a Lamborghini, and I'm talking to a drug dealer with a Colombian accent. And then I'm driving down the road and I see my dad in a wife beater that's like stained and covered in vomit. And my mom's like, don't look at him. He's buying drugs. Like, okay, mom. You know, uh, like I grew up in an extraordinary childhood, you know, with heroes all around me. And uh, you know, like my first, my first real job was a firefighter EMT, you know, and then going to the police academy and then going to law enforcement while the serial killers all through South California all throughout San Luis Obispo, California, the nine 11 happens, you know, it's like, it's wild and, and it makes sense. And it's not. And afterwards you'd be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, but my question about that is you're a family man now, right? Oh yeah. Um, I like my family. 
Yeah. So when you have, you've already fulfilled your military obligations to your country. So when you run no, off, I got to, two and a half years left. Oh, I didn't realize that. So you re-enlisted and are, are still active. I am. Okay. Um, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. So, but, but when you ran off to Afghanistan last year, that was voluntary. It was voluntary. I was, and does your, does your family look at you like, like, where's the balance of like, we're more important than, than what you're doing over there, Tim, or do they just kind of know, Hey, this is who you are and what you stand for. We don't question it. It's, 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 you know, they definitely question it. And it's definitely both, you know, um, my kids cry when I leave and they're elated when I come back. Um, and I try to be there in every moment that I'm, you know, they're at school and um, I'm going to go home for when they get home from school and I'll be there for that. You know, uh-huh. it's like they are with intentionality, my priority in my life. Um, you know, but they also know like this, this is who I am as a, as, as a person. And this is the reason that God put me on this planet. And I am, I would, it would be, and I would never lie to them and be like, no, don't do the things that you're passionate about, you know, so you do the things that you're responsible for. Like those things have to coexist. Yeah. Like the things that you're passionate about with the things that you're responsible for. Cause I would be a shot. I would be a, a shallow, hollow human. If I didn't, you know, if I, if I didn't have my faith and if I didn't have my belief and if I didn't know what justice is, you know, and I, and I didn't know what service meant. And, uh, and I'm not happy about that. You know, like I'm, I'm looking at having to go overseas for, for six months and I'm furious and I'm heartbroken but it is my duty. And I rose my, and I raised my hand that I said I would do that. So I'm going to stay true to my word. Which is certainly admirable and, you know, much to your family's dismay. And the fact that you even said it's tearing you up inside that, that you're angry that you might have to be deployed again. Um, but I know our audience as well as myself certainly appreciate your service to your country. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, put a nice little bow on our conversation with Tim Kennedy. Uh, that segment Brought to you by Big and J Whitetail Attractants. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. I love this state, you know I do. But the best thing in this state is you. I love you even more than I love Texas. I'm Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. Or a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, a full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However... There's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality. I will be drinking bourbon whiskey all night long with my friends to keep me company and darling you won't be on my mind and a little william beckman bourbon 
whiskey bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Uh, We're still visiting with Tim Kennedy, and we'll wrap up that conversation momentarily. This segment is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company, America's Coffee Company, veteran-owned and operated. Here's the cool thing. Whether you want to order some of their unapologetically American swag or what they're really known for, their coffee, duh, uh, you can save 20% with my promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at blackriflecoffee.com. Well, picking it back up here with Tim Kennedy, you know, you mentioned that you had re-enlisted. I wasn't aware. I thought the stuff you were doing these days was uh, contractor or voluntary um, work. And you have two and a half years left. So I, I didn't realize you were able to do all the things you do and still be an active member of the military. Because yeah, you, so I mean, like, I, I saw this week you're on Joe Rogan. I don't know if that was today or whenever. but That was yesterday. You know, he's in Austin, too. So Yes, my man. Dude, that yeah. dude is so lovely. I love that oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, I've come around on him. I mean, obviously, since he left California, I mean, his his uh, worldview has changed a little bit. And little bit if, not very much. But as far as like being a going back to censorship, Joe is like a bastion of free speech and free thought. And he's always been a bastion of free speech and free thought, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I don't think he's changed that much. I think the people that used to be around him have left him and his ideas and the issues that he believes in are still the same issues, you know, prison reform, you know, smoking weed, um, you know, first amendment, you know, con comedy is an intellectual opportunity to discuss and debate issues. Like this has been him all along, you know, like just people, um, like specific party, they, they're the ones that went like cuckoo, cuckoo. Right. And he's just still like him and like Bill Maher. Yeah. He's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't changed. They're still the same. They're actually traditional Democrats from the Kennedy era. Yeah. Like my grandfather, union man, you know, traditional yeah. Democrat. Yeah. 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 Hardworking, believes in freedom, Saved you know, economically. Had. Yeah. 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 Um, but they're no yeah. longer now. Now they're now they're centrists. You know, they're radical middle. And uh, and then there's just everyone else. Right. Right. It has been crazy to see like it, someone that like like Bill Maher to being like, I haven't changed. The, the, the party left me. They, they yeah. jumped the shark, dude. Like, he's like, I'm just yep. the same old guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they, they, they abandoned me. Um, what is, I'm, you know, looking at the elk there. What is your favorite thing to hunt? Ooh, predators. Predators. Oh, so much fun. I love, you know, um, setting up like a coyote collar and, uh, up into a tree stand and just like whacking a couple. And uh-huh. then going and moving, going to a different spot, whacking again, going and moving, hopping into a truck, you know, like fi- making sure I got the wind blowing in my face, go throw the, co- the collar out and, um, pow! so you, you've got a nice thermal, I assume, man. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my, 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 my predator slayer is a, just a suppressed two, two, three bolt action with a little thermal on it. Nice. Nice. The, uh, the first thermal I ever hunted with was a buddy's and, um, it was a military grade optic that someone had given him. And it was like, this is like 20 years old now. Um, but when the first time I ever looked through a thermal, I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. Now we've so, got uh pulsar and armor site and all these other amazing brands. And the prices come down to where the average guy can afford it. If they save, the, uh, save their pennies for 
couple months. But uh, yeah, there's nothing that beats calling predators. Has I've only got a couple questions left for you. Has the um, the fact that you've hunted humans does that? Be, because I've talked to former military and they're like, yeah, hunting animals just doesn't really it doesn't really appeal to me anymore. Having been in that situation, having shot at and uh, been shot at by other humans. I mean, just if, just in, just if you hate good food, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what capital that dude has to trade to get like good food, but yeah, that's, I mean, I, I get the, it definitely doesn't have the adrenaline, uh-huh. you know, but like my heart still races when, you know, I see a mountain lion cruising by, yeah. you know, like I, I still get excited when I, when I like the coyotes in Texas, like they'll take down, they're crazy. They'll, they'll, they'll run them till they get tired. You know, they'll be nipping at their butt and they'll take out a couple of hind um, Achilles tendons oh, and yeah. put them on the ground and kill it. Like, yeah. so, like they don't, so they don't kill a lot of does because does are smart enough to run. Bucks are stupid during the, like, especially post rut, they'll turn and fight. And then that's when that one, like you said, will just get back there and hamstring it while the yep. other one's messing with its head. Uh, gun laws, all that's, a, that's a lot uh, front and center in our country right now. Military background, trying to raise the gun law to 21 seems to be high on the priority list of the Democrats. Would, would that be a good thing? I like freedom. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't I, mean, be I, able I don't to... know. I don't know. I got in trouble for saying this on Lance Armstrong's podcast, like 19 year old, Tim Kennedy, 18 year old, Tim Kennedy, he was a dummy. Mm. And uh, like I had guns, I had shotguns and, and um, you know, like I was dangerous. Uh, you know, but I also, you could also go to the military and get issued one. Um, you know, but that, that's, that's like up, up to my parents, you know, that's up to, um, my, my no, like freedom first, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's a thing where you can give an inch cause they're going to take a mile and we've seen it in oh. Canada and Australia. Yep. Um, suicide prevention is something that you're passionate about. Uh, I saw a phone number you posted on your Instagram. Yeah. I mean, that's not my organization. That's just the veteran suicide hotline. And mm-hmm. I post it every single couple of weeks. Um, you know, I've buried a couple of friends and I have like personally intervened from friends that were going to kill themselves. So, uh, yeah, I'm passionate is not the right word. Like I am obsessed with it because I'm sick and tired of it. Uh, like people need to get healthy. They need to get outside. They need to exercise. They need to hunt. They need to not do drugs. They need to not drink. They need to not smoke. They need to, um, you know, be good humans. So when they have dark moments, they can survive them. Mm hmm. Um, fanny pack of, or man purse of violence. I see you wearing that thing sometimes. What? This thing right here? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 so I got, what do I got in here? What's there in the, go. I'm going to call it a purse, a man purse yep. of violence. What is What's in there? Oh, here. I got my, I got my, my constitution handy. Oh, nice. Check. I have a tourniquet. I have, uh, my pistol with an extra magazine. Uh-huh. Got a flashlight. I have uh, I have my badge. Have uh, oh. some chapstick. I have my cat card, and yeah, just all the all the all the stuff that you need. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay, the book. It is yeah, out this, now. This one. Yes. Oh, there's stars light. and stripes, and uh, <laughs> Nick was going to join us. I guess you know, too bad for Nick because he's a coward. Too, I thought but... he was too. But um, yeah, you guys have been to Times Square. You've been all over the place promoting it in the last couple of weeks. But it is available now. I think it came out on June seventh. Number one bestseller. You said, right in the world. It's yeah. weird. It's awesome, dude. Congratulations. 
Uh, and thank you for your service. Thank you for being a, um, a spokesman for, for freedom. And uh, I, I encourage folks to follow you on your social media accounts and, and definitely check out the book. To appreciate that, man. You keep doing the same. You're preaching the gospel. Got your back. All right, brother. Take care. All right. Take care. Well, I, I can tell you this. Few people on this planet have lived a more interesting life than Tim Kennedy. Uh, hope you all enjoyed that conversation. I certainly did. That segment brought to you by Vortex Wear and the Sun Slayer hoodie. Actually, they have them without hoods too. Uh, but whether you are on the water, I'll be wearing mine in Galveston uh, fishing here next weekend or filling up deer feeders, uh, which I was doing last week. Uh, maybe you're going to the shooting range or to the bar. It doesn't matter. The Sun Slayer is stylish, but also functional. It keeps you cool and keeps those harmful UV rays off your skin. You can find it at vortexwear.com and use that promo code LONESTAR20 to save 20% off your entire Vortex Wear order. Up next, let's talk some turkeys, maybe some spring black bear, and the latest and greatest from Mossberg Firearms with our old friend, Linda Powell. Drinking and dreaming, knowing damn well I can't go All right, guys, as we age, stuff starts to hurt. Our joints are inflamed. Nothing seems to work like it used to. That's where cryotherapy comes in. I've been going to cryo and more in McKinney for over a year. It's the fastest way to reduce inflammation and get to the root cause of all that pain. Uh, I feel amazing when I get out of the cryo chamber. And they've got some cool Father's Day uh, specials coming up. 100 bucks for cryo skin facials. That's uh, $57 savings. And only $30 for a full whole body cryotherapy session. That's my favorite. And that's $10 savings. Call 214-892-5334 to schedule your appointment today or head over to cryoinmore.com. Hey guys, Cable here, and last year was a wild year for censorship. It's only continuing in 2022 uh, for us hunters and anglers. So I've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women, by hunters and anglers just like you. It's a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged. Imagine that. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so many more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you get 10 bucks to the store just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started, and I'll see you over there. But at the end of the day, Nobody cares for coyotes We're gonna burn us out Burn us out of town The second two feet slide Nobody cares for coyotes All right, Cable Smith, welcome in everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show presented by our friends over at Mossberg Firearms. This segment of the presentation Brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy and All Seasons Feeders and Blinds. 
Um, let's go ahead and bring on our next guest. She is one of our more frequent contributors to the program, joining us from, I believe, her home base in North Carolina. It is my pleasure to welcome Mossberg's Linda Powell back to the show. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here today. Yeah. Last time we, uh, we were hanging out in South Texas doing a little turkey hunting. Yes, we were. We had quite the turkey hunt, didn't we? That's, that's why I'm going to keep going back there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I thank you now for introducing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used the, the new uh, 940 Pro Turkey. I think those things, oof, it's a nice gun. Um, well, you know, it's been interesting and it, it happened there. Uh, Linda, our guide, and it seems every place else I went this spring, when they saw the performance of that gun, um, I've ended up selling them to outfitters, other hunters and camps. You know, it's just been everybody wants to know what's that combination using both uh, the optic, the the gun and the ammo. So uh, no question about it. It was a, a great package to use this spring. So we had a great hunt. I think we took, there was four of us hunting and we killed seven turkeys in two days. And we yeah. could have killed more if we, if we, if our hearts desired to do so, um, where did you go from there? Because I know you kept, you, you, you didn't uh, stay off the road for long. No, I, I did turkey hunts in um, Alabama, uh, Western North Carolina, uh, Canada, and uh, let's see, where else did I go? It seems like there was one other place, but yeah, I bounced around quite a bit this spring. And then was Canada for bear? Oh, for turkey and bears. I did a okay. turkey hunt in Eastern Canada. Uh, first time I'd been up there, and that was really a cool hunt because you could hunt in where we were based, both provinces, so Ontario and Quebec, and Quebec only has a morning hunt, so we'd start out there, and then we had Ontario in the afternoon, and the idea is to get your slam there by getting both birds in the same day. Oh, didn't, wow. didn't quite pull that off, but we still had a great hunt. hunt. And those are eastern birds? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was uh, really impressed with the number of birds. They've done a great job with management up there and the reintroduction of turkeys. So Awesome. Well, that is good to hear. So, okay. How did your bear season turn? Oh, geez. <laughs> so bear camp in, uh, in Northern Alberta was quite impressive. We'd had this hunt on the books for two years. And of course, thanks to COVID had to postpone it. Mm -hmm. um, but we had six hunters, two tags each. We uh, shot 12 bears. Unfortunately, didn't recover one, but um, of those 12 bears, six of them measured seven foot or better. Oh, wow. And we had two that came in at seven feet, seven inches. So there's yeah. some big bears up there. <laughs> well, and I bet a lot of that has to do with, I mean, yes, Canadians are we're still hunting, but for those bear camps, I, you know, 90% of the hunters, maybe even higher than that are, are American hunters. So you talk about, you know, the mature boars having a couple extra years to maybe go from six years old to eight years old or eight to 10 years old. Right. Yeah. It makes a difference. You know, but I, I tell people, yes, I think that's all true. And, and there's less hunting pressure. Um, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, um, there are only three outfitters in this area where I hunt and two of them went out of business. Mm -hmm. So now they're down to just the one hunting operation, but I've been hunting in this part of the, of the country for since about 2005. 
Mm -hmm. So close to 17 years now and genetics there are just great for big bears. And I think that combined with not much hunting pressure uh, just results in us always being able to really take some great trophies. I've hunted Alberta for black bear one time and took one, uh, one with my bow and one big old pumpkin headed boar, uh, with the rifle. Um, I think it was a Mossberg 300 wind mag, but, um, we flew into Edmonton and then I think we drove like two hours to a place called calling Lake. I don't know how far away you are, but if, or if you flew into Edmonton, but, um, that's what, that's what we did on that trip. Well, for comparison, we, we, Edmonton and we went eight hours North. So we were oh, almost wow. to the Northwest territories. So yeah. way up there. So and everything gets bigger, the further North. You go too. <laughs> it's gotta be bigger. To, I guess to part of that is to fight off the brutal winters and, that's sure. Uh, and it's not unique to bears. I mean, you look at a, a moose from Maine or um, Montana or someplace like that. And then you look at one from the Yukon or yeah. Alaska. It's not even the same. It doesn't even look like the same species. So oh, true. Whitetail deer, too. I remember the first time that I went up, up into Alberta to hunt whitetail. I'm like, I was really thrown off on trying to judge them because the bodies are so big that sometimes it made their racks look smaller. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, I, I've never seen one, um, personally, but they have 300 pound white tailed deer. And oh it's yeah. It's insane. It is, isn't it? <laughs> you look at a Texas hill country deer or like some of the deer we saw on our turkey hunt and you're like, yep. eh, maybe 120 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Um, what caliber did you take on the bear hunt? Well, it was great on the bear hunt. We took everybody took different guns. So what we did was we shot one and we traded out to shoot one of somebody else's guns. So you got a chance to use two different ones. I started with the Patriot Predator and 6.5 PRC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for my second one, I used the Predator chambered in 450 Bushmaster. And I think I've decided now that's kind of my go-to for uh, a bear gun. I was oh, wow. so impressed with the performance and uh, just nice compact rifle and particularly for a baited hunt like this, you know, you don't need to really reach out and it just really thumped them for sure. So mostly out of tree stands then? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Right on, right on. So Which y'all had a, us, great a lot of people don't know. One of the real advantages of that is the opportunity to not only judge the size of a bear, but to make sure you're not shooting a sow with cubs. Right. So I really particularly like that. And just the opportunity to their behavior i mean to me they're just really impressive animals and to be able to watch them up close like you're in their dining room uh it's uh it's pretty exciting up up high and safe in a tree that's how i want to observe them uh, you know i wouldn't say I, I, you know have you seen a bear climb a tree <laughs> yeah I, was, I had one try to climb the tree i was in in alberta uh yeah, that's not interesting uncommon. Yeah, they, a lot of times they're curious that, you know, they kind of know you're up there and they want to come check you out. So I'm not sure that you can get up high enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of Canada, we saw a couple of weeks ago where Trudeau came out and said, hey, we're going to ban the sale of handguns. And it's I was talking to Mark Boardman from Vortex about this, and I put him on the spot and I'll put you on the spot, too. But, you know, you you think about what happened in the tragedy in Uvalde and it wasn't even this, it wasn't even a handgun that was used. And so for him to basically dictate this to his citizens using a tragedy in a different country 
with a different weapon. And now he's going to say, we're going to ban the sale of handguns to Canadian citizens. That's why I think our second amendment is so important because without it, Hey, who's to say that a politician couldn't do something very similar. And then the next week he came out and said, Canadians don't have the right to protect themselves. I don't know if you saw that clip. No, I missed that. Oh yeah. my gosh. He said, if you have a handgun, you do not have the right to have it on you. If uh, he said that we do not have a second amendment, we do not have the right to bear arms. You have the right to shoot it at the range and then it must be put back in your gun safe. So yeah, it's, um, I, I have not heard one Canadian say to me that they think that their gun laws are better. Oh, no. And I will tell you, that was a hot topic in our conversation in bear camp. And uh, all of our guides and all the staff, they were Canadian and they were outraged, outraged. Uh, and just don't understand how Canadians can continue to vote for him and keep him in office. And this is just one example. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and they already have extensive background checks. Like one, one guy, one of the guys I was bear hunting with in Alberta told me it took him two years to get his handgun. Yeah. Two years. Right. I mean, it's, and now they're saying, now we're just not going to give them out at all. No handguns. So, um, what is it? And I asked Mark this question and I'll ask you, um, what has it been like, you know, you see these tragedies and they keep coming up. Mossberg is in the business and has, and sells a weapons uh in the ar platform what's it like as a company when you see these things happening and it's you know products that that we make we manufacture and these tragedies keep happening um you see these politicians coming after a lot of times they're talking about red flag laws raising the minimum age to purchase uh, certain styles of guns to 21 i have a problem with that because you could hand an 18 year old that weapon and say, go serve your country, but you can't buy it at the store. I don't know. What's it like, um, internally at Mossberg as our, our, uh, industry has come under fire here in the last month. You know, I, I can speak personally to it. I mean, you know, being a, a parent, I can't even imagine, um, what an experience like that would be like to, to lose your child. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time that we hear of any shooting or unnecessary death, I mean, it, it obviously impacts you. But I think it becomes frustrating that there's so much misinformation out there. Um, I mean, you, you kind of pointed it out. Uh, unfortunately, the, the AR platform that he used is not the one that's used in most shootings. 98% is the stat. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's handguns. And, you know, you don't hear them addressing the situation with handguns because they know that they'd never be able to pass any regulation involving handguns here in the U.S. because it's the number one firearm that people have for protection. Right. Um, so, I mean, again, from a political standpoint, I, I feel like they're just missing the entire um, perspective here of what we should be focusing on. You know, safety in our schools is number one. There's no right. question about that. Think of all the other places that are protected, uh, guarded, safe. You know, our airports, our banks, government offices. You, the you politicians, name the politicians, politicians. You want to take the guns away. <laughs> so why are we not protecting our schools? You know, granted, it's a shame that we're in a day and time when that has to happen. When I went to school, it wasn't even a concern. Um, but that's a big part of it. You know, enforcing the laws we already have. How often do you hear 
that one of these mass shooters, there were red, there were red flags. Mm -hmm. They had already been investigated previously. Um, They already had maybe charges against them. The system's not working. So why are we going to institute more laws when we're not implementing the ones that we're taking care of now? That, you know, the place. Buffalo shooter is a prime example of that. That dude, Absolutely. How, how, how he, he was even out of jail was, is beyond me. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's frustrating because as a manufacturer, you know, we're making a legal product that anyone who legally can own it over the age of 18, you know, should be able to purchase it. Um, and again, I think you had another key point. We ask our young men and women to go over and serve in our military and use these firearms. But yet we're going to tell them as an individual here on U.S. soil, they can't possibly own one. Right. Right. So that one doesn't doesn't cut the mustard for sure. Um, It is a touchy subject. And it is something that when I drop my kids off at school every day, that that crosses my mind as a parent. And I and I hate that. Uh, but I also rationalize it in my mind as what am I leaving my kids? Yes, there's a risk there, you know, but what am I leaving my kids if we don't stand up for freedom and for the second amendment? That's, that's the alternative. And to me, it's, you know, uh, that one's more important to me. I don't want to leave my kids a socialist country where the, the, the prime minister can say, Oh, by the way, today I've decided no more, uh, handguns for you. Or you posted a picture of a rifle and a dead bear on your Instagram page. Mm, red flag. You can't yeah. buy a gun. Exactly. Yeah. So that's no, not a legacy I want to leave. And No, and I thank you for, for standing up. And, um, you know, I see your post on social media. And I know you take some risk by uh, putting it out there. But thank you for doing that, you know, for yeah. standing up for the Second Amendment. Well, maybe it's... Uh, Maybe I'm too dumb for my own good. Linda, so. <laughs> I don't think uh, so. <laughs> but I'm not going to change. So maybe to a fault. <laughs> what about new stuff for yeah. the, I don't know if there's anything new coming out for this fall, um, but what is the latest and greatest that? Uh, you know, well, we've continued to expand the, the 940 semi-auto platform. Uh-huh. Uh, as you mentioned, we use the turkey guns. We also uh, introduced a tactical version. So now there's one for home protection, personal defense. Um, we expanded our handgun line to include optic ready versions of both our MC2 compact and MC2 subcompact. Both of those guns too have increased capacity over the prior models. Uh, so now you're looking at a 14 and 16 around uh, with the compact and 11 and 14 round with a subcompact. Um, you know, on the hunting side of things, there's some things coming, um, but quite not, not quite ready to talk about them. But uh-huh. uh, we're looking at a uh, partnership with uh, another manufacturer, maybe ammunition manufacturer in the company, uh, um, ammunition manufacturing company. And uh, hopefully later this year, we'll have a, a new rifle ammo combo, combo coming out. Oh, cool. But, you know, there's uh, the waterfowl guns are out, got those out late last year. So uh, those are the 940 pro waterfowl and pro snow goose. Love so lots, Yeah. Lots of guns. As we talked about, I love not having to clean it, <laughs> which I didn't. I didn't clean it after the season ended. I'm, I, I, you know, 
I am who I am. I'm not in clean it. I feel no, bad I, about it. But you and I are on the same page. I don't. It's in the gun safe. <laughs> oh, last day of duck season. Mm, I do. I don't see any mud externally on it. In the safe, you go. Pull it out again for early teal season and rock and roll. Exactly. Exactly. You shouldn't have an issue, and that's one of the things I love about it too. The other thing for me, and I, I talk about this all the time, that adjustability. Mm-hmm. The standard length of pull is way too long for me, and it's uncomfortable to shoot a shotgun that doesn't fit you. And so, you know, I take the time, and I'd encourage you know uh, your listeners to take the time to adjust it to fit you. You can do the length of pull and drop and cast. It's unbelievable how much better you'll shoot that shotgun just by taking a few minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've paid attention to. And I haven't seen anything like confirming it other than um, some stories by, by pro gun entities talking about uh, there's a facility in it's a manuf- it's an am- ammunition manufacturing facility in um, gosh, where was that? It wasn't Utah. It seems like it was like Michigan or Minnesota or someplace where they were talking about shutting it down or, or not shutting it down. The current administration was talking about restricting the sale to private citizens. I don't know if you being on the inside have, have any more information on that. I just saw that too. I actually, uh, earlier this week for the first time, I think you're talking about Lake City. Lake City, that's it. Lake City is the where they actually produce the ammunition for the government, mm-hmm. um, military. But when they have excess ammo, as I understand it, it's sold to U.S. civilians. Um, and it sounds like the government's going to try to suppress the availability of ammunition by not allowing Lake city to produce for civilian use. So what they're going to do is just create a bunch of bunch more hand loaders, reloaders. Yeah. Backdoor where they make it more difficult for us to be able to enjoy the shooting sports. Yeah. yeah. With ammunition Which, being not available or being cost prohibitive. We've already seen a bit of that. Right. Yeah. Over the, course of the last two years for sure it's just been insane uh luckily you can find a lot of those calibers that were just gone i couldn't find them for a long time starting to show back up um i think most retailers still have a restriction on the number of boxes you can buy a lot of them it's two or four um i don't know that that's going to change based off of just the supply and demand um but yeah it is uh it's just one more thing trying to restrict the access from the good guys is the thing that, you know, Hey, 20 people got murdered in Chicago this weekend with handguns, but did anybody mention that? <laughs> no, didn't hear about that. No, exactly. Um, let's see if there was anything else I had for you. Oh, I do. Yeah. So fall 22, fall 2022. What is, what hunt are you most looking forward to that's on the books for this fall? Um, well, actually, I've got one coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks. I'm heading to Argentina for uh, for doves and pigeons. And I've been uh-huh. to Argentina, but it's been years ago, 10, 12 years ago. So I'm kind of excited to go back. And um, pigeons, this will be interesting. Before, we kind of hunted them like in barnyards with decoys. But um, they explained to me more, it's more like a duck hunt. So we actually sit in blinds and areas uh, and put out decoys. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. And taking the 940 Pro Field and some of our uh, reserve series shotguns for that trip. 
And, uh, and then it's kind of interesting, a twist this fall. I'm actually doing a couple of kind of exotic hunts. I'm doing free ranging uh, scimitar oryx and Nilgai hunt uh, down in Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, so looking for, forward to those and a couple of waterfowl hunts, um, whitetail hunts. So it's a, it's a busy fall, but really looking forward to it. Well, um, I'm not too ashamed to invite myself on a waterfowl hunt. If you go back to uh, Saskatchewan and yes. go changes his uh, <laughs> mind on vaccine status. I will sign up to go on. You'll that sign trip. up. I, 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 I hate <laughs> that you missed that one. Actually, I'm doing some hunts in the U.S. though, so maybe we can work okay. that out. All right. Well, that sounds like a plan. Um, thanks again for jumping on. It's always great to to uh, to catch up with you, Linda. And yeah. um, I'm a huge fan of the new 940 platform. And if you guys haven't held a Mossberg Patriot rifle, I don't think there's a better value out there. Um, you're talking about. Uh, firearms in the, you know, sub $700 range that, uh, I mean, I have a, I have probably 10 of them. So I would, I know, and from a 22, 250 to 375 Ruger, which I took Cape uh, Buffalo hunting, right. um, Henry now is at the 243. He shot his white tail with that, um, this past year. And, uh, you could get a synthetic stock with, you get camo. Um, you could get a nice, I like the walnut, I'm kind of a traditional guy. And, yeah. uh, but there's something for everybody and every caliber imaginable. Yeah. We've got one on order for the girls. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, one of them, I think is a little bit more, uh, gung ho than the other one. But I think once she sees her sister, um, shoot a, I think I'll let her shoot a doe. I think, uh, the other one will be like, okay, I'm, my turn, you know, so excited about, uh, what this coming fall is going to hold, but, uh, thanks again for your time. And Thank I look you. forward to, uh, to the next time we sit down and do this. Sounds great. Thank you, Kay. So there you have it. Linda Powell, Mossberg Firearms. Uh, interesting stuff. Really exciting to see what Mossberg's going to be coming out with as far as a new caliber and which uh, ammunition company they're going to be working with in conjunction to, uh, to get that caliber out to the masses. Exciting. Um, that segment of the show. Brought to you by John X Safaris. The date is set, May 23rd, 2023. I'm heading back to South Africa's beautiful Eastern Cape to once again hunt with John X Safaris. I've got, I think, four spots left. Four guys already have booked if you want to be a part of that trip. And by the way, ladies are welcome. We've taken gals over there before. Uh, some do sightseeing, some go hunting. But uh, everybody's welcome. If you and your buddies, your girlfriend, your spouse, whatever, uh, if you're interested, shoot me an email to Lone Star Outdoors Show at gmail.com and I'll send you over the necessary information to see if uh, you might want to join me on the safari of a lifetime. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for today. Thanks to both of our guests, Tim Kennedy, as well as Linda Powell. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors Show. Until next time. I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Two bloodshot eyes, that's enough. See me through, there to midland. Considering, life's mostly scars and suits.